And then I'll go uh, long shot with your boy, Winston. Like all those receivers over there. Goddamn. He'll, he'll do the 40 and 40 this year. <laughs> if he does 40 and 40, man, holy fuck. That is... after, after the eye surgery, too? That'd be impressive. That'd be Keep impressive. taking shots. Yeah. It's episode 118 of Left Side Heavy, the podcast presented by Blue Wire. It's your boy, Jevin LaFave. We got Hayden here as well. And we have our lovely reoccurring guest on past episodes. We had him on NFL. We had him for NHL playoff preview, Scott Ani. Welcome back to the Left Side Heavy podcast, brother. How we doing? We're good, man. Good to be back. So you got your Pats jersey on. Is that a nice Mac Jones one? No, I ordered a new one this year, but not a Mac Jones. This is an old one. It's a Dante Hightower. Okay. I respect that. But I'm a big, big defense guy. Big defense. I'll, I'll get a Mac Jones eventually, but I ordered a Christian Barmore this year. Oh, Canadian kid, hey? Christian Barmore. Wow. He's a stud, well, man. He's, he's going to be, I think he's going to be like a top five DT in the league soon. I don't think he's a Canadian kid, though. He played at Bama. I thought, oh, maybe he was the Dallas guy. I'm, thinking of i'm pretty sure there was a defensive tackle i thought patriots drafted a canadian guy i thought he was i thought he was born in like ontario or something i'll do a quick fact check on this one i'm not sure about that i might be thinking of someone else he was born in philadelphia pennsylvania who was the canadian kid drafted by dallas i think that's the guy i'm thinking of i'll see not sure i'm pretty sure it's a dt for dallas that was canadian but uh yeah neville 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 gallimore maybe yeah that's who i'm thinking of that's who I'm thinking of. They both got more in their last name. Yeah. Common common mistake. But uh, the NFL is finally here. We're uh, finished up with preseason. Lots of looks at everyone's team. The third and fourth stringers, maybe a quarter here, quarter there, the starters. But we're, we're a week away from kickoff on Thursday Night Football between the Bills and the Rams. This episode, we're going to give you guys a little NFC preview and some stat leader predictions. How are we feeling a week away from kickoff, boys? I'm excited. As excited as I uh, can ever be. Uh, just realizing that this last week, there's really nothing going on. And then just right after uh, camping this weekend, and, and it's only going to be three days from Monday to Thursday, and it's going to be the most exciting, anticipated three days ever. Unless you're, yeah, unless you're a baseball guy, sports are pretty dull right now. I mean, I am, but still not enough. Like, ready for football to go, ready for hockey to go. Sick Thursday night matchup. I don't know if there could there's much of a better kickoff to an NFL season than the Super Bowl champs and the Super Bowl favorites going into the season. Yeah, yeah no, literally. There's tons, tons of great matchups on Sunday, too. Like, good division matchups. You got... Russell Wilson heading back or playing Seattle on Monday night. The first week's probably going to be the best week of the year. Yeah, we got Baker. I know that Carolina yeah. Cleveland <laughs> isn't much, but the storyline there is like pretty heavy. I yep. want, I want ba- me and Hayden and Ian talked about it 
in depth last episode. We just want Baker to absolutely shred the Browns defense, just you know, just in spite of them. And then we got um Dallas and Tampa Bay um rematch. again, rematching mm-hmm. again. So it's uh it's really it's gonna be really interesting and really entertaining week one, but um all in all what's like the biggest storyline going into the season maybe even like an underlying storyline that maybe not a lot of people are talking about because obviously you hear about like the rogers rogers name is coming up a bunch more that he's like he's playing on percocets last year you got the deshaun watson thing now you got like the qb situation in san fran what's a what's a storyline you guys are kind of you see not really coming up as much as you think should going into the season that is one tough fucking question man (laughs) there's so many underlying stories that maybe aren't brought up as much but are just like crazy in the sense i honestly think the craziest stories that have been happening this year are all of the fucking uh illegal activities that have just gone on around and like probably done by players in the league like it just yesterday what it was it was like brian robinson was involved in a in a carjacking and was shot multiple times like yeah what is this and then yeah yeah, you got so many uh just well not so many but two more than you ever should hear about in the nfl rape accusations against uh what was looking like an uprising player and one that was an uprising player yeah yeah i mean it's like the stories themselves are crazy but that's not crazy for the nfl like these have been this is happening every single year it seems like since i've been a football fan the the matter raises stuff sucks like looks really bad for him and he seems to be a really bad guy and we'll see what comes out of that he hasn't been charged with anything yet we'll watch that play out but like he'll likely end up on another roster next year and see what happens. Yeah. You get, with what's just come out now, I don't see any NFL team sniffing him, but it'll, it solely depends on what's like comes out in the final uh, hearing and all that. But uh, before we get to like previewing and stuff like that, uh, Brian Robinson, a rookie running back for Washington, Looked like he was in line to get the starting job. And then, if I'm not mistaken, just like a few hours later after hearing that update, I hear that uh, he was involved in a carjacking and got shot with. Fortunately, it was non-life-threatening. It was a couple shots to the leg, and he did end up getting surgery. But what were your guys' reactions when you hear that? Because last year in the NHL, when Mitch Marner was involved, like his car got jacked, but it was just at gunpoint and like nothing. Luckily enough, nothing was fired. But then you hear this is it's completely different. But oh, yeah, at least he's sounds like he's going to be OK. Sounds like he'll yeah. play this year. So, yeah, it sucks, but it sounds like he'll be fine. So, yeah, that's good. That's that's fortunate enough. But um, going on to San Fran, Jimmy Garoppolo who uh, was given permission to seek a trade because it doesn't look like he's in line to start. And now a report came out that he's agreed to a contract extension for a one-year deal. What's your guys' thoughts on that whole situation? Because I'm just like so confused. Like 
I don't know. Is this like a whole Trey Lance's training camp didn't go as they'd hoped, or is it just a safety net? Like if you're not going to trade, may as well sign you. Like what's this whole, what do you guys take out of um, Jimmy Garoppolo signing a one-year deal? I think it's the whole fact that they probably don't really believe in Trey Lance and they don't really see things going well and they want a good secure backup just in case, even though they probably could have got something back plus a backup. You know, if if Trey Lance really doesn't perform this year, throwing in the backup, especially the one that overtook his job, like that just it just seems so weird to me, especially when it seemed like there were trade offers for him. It's just what wasn't taken, what was agreed upon. I don't know. I don't know. Just the 49ers to me say that they don't really have faith in Lance and they definitely want to make sure they cover their asses. Yeah, I think it's a bit of both too. Like it, it wasn't it, he was already under contract too. It was a contract restructure, so they're paying mm-hmm. him less. So I think he was in line to make like 26. So like if teams were interested, they would have traded for him four weeks ago. And maybe they were, but didn't want to take him at that price. Like the uh, the Seahawks are starting Geno Smith. Like Jimmy Garoppolo is a much better quarterback than Geno Smith. And I'm not even a fan of Garoppolo at all, but I agree. Like it sounds like Lance probably isn't ready. And if he's really bad and loses them a couple of games, like I could see Garoppolo coming in there. Like, He's probably better than Lance now, but it, will he be better than, than Lance by the end of the year? That's like the real question. Yeah, because with the whole Lance situation, I hate giving up on quarterbacks way too early. And I think he's got as much raw talent as it gets. And you never know what you have if you don't play him. Mm-hmm. And I think the best way to see his development is to throw him into the fire and just say, hey, like now that we have Jimmy back, and he's going to be playing for us for the foreseeable future. Go out and like, don't blow games, but like, don't be afraid to like make a mistake here and there to like improve yourself down the road because he is a talented player. He's got the arm strength. It's just a matter of like learning the game as a professional. So you, you don't really know uh, what you have if you don't play him. So I think they should just play him and like, let him be the quarterback. Don't, hold him to a short leash or else he just will be playing scared. So I just think you guys got to let him play free and then reevaluate in like four or five weeks, see where you guys at. The tough situation there too, though, because their team is so good. Like yeah, if he blows a couple games for them early on, that could cost them the playoffs. Like usually young quarterbacks are coming into situations where they can lose and it's not the end of the world. Yeah, like with them, their defense, they have great receivers. They have great everything, really. It's just the quarterback is the question. So, yeah, we'll 100%. No, that's a good point. But um, how about we start uh, maybe previewing some divisions, start talking what we think about some teams. We'll start in the North, NFC North. One of the more interesting divisions in all of football, in my opinion. Um, I th- think just with Green Bay, um, they lose Devontae Adams. They don't really have the strongest receiving core. I think I'm saying that lightly. Um, and you got one of the, I think on paper, one of the more talented like offenses in Minnesota, but it's just a matter of them never being able to put it together. You got an uprising Detroit and just an absolutely sky falling Chicago. But 
Scott, I'll go to you first. What are your first initial thoughts when you look at the NFC North? I mean, I agree. Like everyone's hyping the Vikings and they're excited about their new head coach and saying how great their offense is going to be now. And I think there'll be a playoff team, but the Packers still own that division. I, I know Devontae Adams is a really good player and Aaron Rodgers getting old, but he's still two time in a row MVP, four time MVP, back to back defending champion or defending MVP. I think that that's like people thinking that they're going to fall off is crazy. Like they're still yeah. going to be a really good team. They added a lot of good, couple of really good defensive players in the draft. I, I think they own that division and I'd be shocked if Minnesota won it. Hayden. It's funny enough. I I'm actually a part of that Minnesota hype train more or less because I think Minnesota can keep up with teams and I, I like, obviously I still don't think Green Bay is going to completely fall off the edge of the earth, but I definitely see them as uh, a playoff team wild card at worst. Yeah. But I just think, you know, if Minnesota gets a good year and everyone kind of stays relatively healthy, they get good, they get going at the same time uh, as playoffs are starting up, it's going to be really hard to stop them. And with Green Bay not having uh, Devontae Adams or a secure number one, like, who is going to be the number one by the end of the season? You know, is it going to be aging Randall Cobb? Is it going to be a uh, new rookie Christian Watson or last year's uh, draft pick uh, Rogers? Amari so, Rogers. Yeah. Like who knows? And then at tight end, I think Mercedes Lewis is still the number one on a depth chart. I don't, I haven't really heard anything about Tanyan, uh, but yeah, I think Minnesota definitely could be, in line and it's going to be a dog fight near the end of the year. I mean, yeah, I, I overstated that a bit. I guess I wouldn't be shock shock because I only have the Packers winning one more game than the Vikings, but I just don't, I don't think they're getting enough love right now. Like they, they could win the division. If I only have one game apart, I can't say I'd be shocked. Yeah. I could both but. see them finishing like 10 and seven, but it's just one team has probably both wins over the other team somehow, or one has a better division record. So, because yeah. you can always guarantee them to split like a game each year, even though Green Bay probably outranks Minnesota every year. <laughs> yeah. What I kind of see is because I know it's a com- like the number one and number two receivers are gone off Green Bay, but MVS isn't this receiver that's going to move the needle if he leaves. And Rodgers without Devontae Adams still has a significant winning record. So I, yes, it's going to hurt them a lot, but I still trust Aaron Rodgers to carry a lot of the load and carry them, carry them to some wins. And like Scott mentioned before, they added a lot of strength and depth to the defense. So I think that can still secure them a few wins with a lack, a bit more of a lackluster offense. I still have Green Bay winning this division, but with Kevin O'Connell coming in as Minnesota's new head coach, with uh, him being the coach of in Washington with Kirk when he had his best years and what got him that uh, bag in Minnesota, I think they go from that nine and eight, eight and eight Minnesota Vikings that we know to making a bigger jump to actually making noise in the NFC North and competing for the top of the division. 
So I still mm-hmm. think that it's Green Bay's division, but I think Minnesota makes it a lot more interesting. Yeah, it should yeah. be it should be a good battle between those two for sure. How do you guys see Detroit doing? Because they're an interesting team where they've got like the they were the hard knocks team this year and they got that biting kneecaps mentality. They got a one of the better uh, receivers in the draft and Jamison Williams. I know he's going to be hurt for the first bit because he tore his ACL in the national championship game. But how do you see Detroit's season uh, panning out? I think, I think the Lions are probably like everybody's second favorite team right now. Like how can you <laughs> how can you not love the Lions? But I just don't think they can be that good. Like I'm hoping maybe in a couple of years. I don't think Goff is the guy though. They have two really solid receivers now with St. Brown and Chark coming in. They got a good tight end, a good running back, but I don't think the defense is ready yet. And I really, really don't like golf, but with the energy and attitude that Dan Campbell brings, they could, you know, pull off a couple of upsets, win some scrappy games, but I still don't see them even being close to 500. And I completely agree. Uh, Everything that you just said, Scott, I, basically had down in my mental notes was just they are everyone's favorite second team like how could you not love the whole Dan Campbellness of that team you know so yeah I don't see them being anywhere near 500 at most they'll be seven and ten and that's like that's most you know I think in my eyes and yeah definitely pull up a couple upsets but definitely lose a couple games that they have in hand just because of how inexperienced they are. And yeah, Jared Goff doesn't really seem like the guy. I think they could definitely get a quarterback in next year's draft and then maybe pull in a couple free agents here and there and the defense could turn some heads next year. That's exactly how I feel. I think Goff Goff is not the quarterback of the future and I think he knows that. I think everyone in the Lions organization knows that. Goff is just the perfect stopgap quarterback for a team like Detroit. Um, I think they're going to look towards CJ Stroud or um, Bryce, is Young? Bryce Young. Bryce Young. Is it Bryce Young in Alabama? I think they might try to look towards that next year. Um, if they can get in the right position. But I do see them because they were super competitive last year. It took a 66-yarder from Tucker to beat them. Mm-hmm. And so I think Detroit's even going to be more competitive and actually pulling off some of those wins um but yeah i, I uh, detroit's just going to be a fun team to pay attention to at least maybe not watch but everyone's going to at least tune into their every single one of their games for a small amount of time at least just to see how they are agreed but uh we'll kind of just like yeah chicago whatever poor justin fields there's not much going on <laughs> over there he looked he looked really good in that last preseason game i know it's preseason but he did look really good. We'll see. I don't. I don't have them doing well either. I got them at the bottom of the division. But yeah, he does got, deserve some credit for that. And I got them at the bottom of the division. Like it's hard to get lower than the bottom, but I got them low. Um, but that one drive was it versus Seattle in the preseason game when he got rushed like ten times. And oh yeah, <laughs> it was just yeah, like, in the first preseason game. Yeah, it was just like oh boy. That was yeah. just his whole rookie year, too. Yeah. <laughs> the guy's fucked. But um, before we kind of go to placements, what do you have as, like, the overall X factor in this division? Like, what's 
what player or what kind of situation is going to be the X factor to how the NFC North plays out? I think it's going to be Kirk Cousins. Yeah. I feel like this is not, you know, I know I feel like this is the make or break year on whether or not he actually stays. I know he signed uh, extension after extension and all of that, but like surely a team's just got to cut him if they don't see some sort of success especially if they don't make playoffs, like it's going to be really hard to be like, all right, Kirk, you're coming back for another year. We believe in you when it's all they've had is mediocrity. Yeah. The problem with that though, is like cousins isn't terrible. Then there's not just quarterbacks better than him available all over the place. Like maybe LeBron or Lamar Jackson doesn't sign, but he might not fit with that offense. Like mm-hmm. cousins is like just good enough to be kept. I'm pretty sure he had like 33 touchdowns and seven picks last year, which yeah, is I know he was really, really yards. good. Pretty, pretty elite. Like it was really so, good. It's just the fact of like, do you blow it up or do you try and restart? Get someone new in there. Cause you I just know, don't some know where you find know. a guy better than him yeah. available. Everyone better than him is locked up and people have yeah. them as their franchise QB. The thing, like, the thing with Kirk is like, he'll put up like, really productive games when he throws for like four touchdowns, no picks and like 450 yards. But then he'll also have a primetime game where he throws 200 yards, no touchdowns and a couple picks when like, and he threw a second pick at a time when he needed the offense on the field to tie the game up. And it's like, it's whenever it's those games that Kirk cousins has his bad games and loses to a team that they should have beat. And it really impacts where they fall in the NFC as a whole. So that's my only thing with Kirk is like his overlying stats, like 4,500 yards, 33 touchdowns and seven picks sounds looks really good, but it's when he has his bad games that really impacts the Vikings season overall. So that's the only thing with Kirk. But like you said, Scott, it's really hard to find a better quarterback than Kirk. That's going to make Minnesota get over the hump. If they can, it's probably worth it. Like, you, we just saw the Rams did that last year. Stafford became available. They went and got him, and yeah. they won. The year before, Tom Brady on a new team, they win. So yeah. I guess it does happen, but I just don't see where it's coming from. Yeah. But uh, how do you guys see the division playing out from one to four? I got, uh, I got the Packers winning it, 11 and six. Vikings right behind 10 and seven. Lions win six. Bears win five. Yeah, I got Green Bay at 12 and 5, Minnesota 11 and 6, Detroit 6 and 11, Chicago 3 and 14. <laughs> I have the Vikings and Green Bay both at 11 and 6, but the Vikings uh, get a better conference record, better division record, whatever it takes to uh, jump them. And then I have the Lions at 5 and 12, and then I have the Bears at a measly 3 and 14. We're in agreement there. Yeah. Yeah. All right. We'll go to the East. The division that has not had a repeat winner since God knows when. Which is so weird. Yeah, I know. It's insane. But you got Philly making vast improvements to the offense and defense as well. Dallas, they lose Cooper. Um, But who knows with Dallas, to be honest. Um Washington, they're in a funky situation at quarterback. They just resigned Terry McLaurin. And then New York, you got Brian Dable coming in. 
But um, yeah, what's your first initial reaction to the NFC East? And do you believe in the Philly hype? I'm. I, 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 go oh, ahead, sorry. You go, no, you go first, Scott. You okay. Go first. Uh, my first thoughts in NFC East is I I think the Cowboys are really good. I think I think they're gonna own that division. I believe in Philly wildcard team, but. I have a lot of faith in Dallas this year. I think that this is the year they get back to being the Cowboys that showed up in the nineties. Like, I think they're going to win the NFC. I don't know if they're going to win in the playoffs, but I think they get the best record in the NFC in the regular season. Like in the whole NFC or NFC East? In the whole NFC. I think they win the NFC. You have a lot of faith in the Cowboys there. I uh, I believe in the Philly hype more just because of coaching. Uh, I think Nick Sirianni has proved himself more and more each year. And, uh, like, he's made some moves, and he's definitely had to do the harder decisions that I don't think a lot of coaches would, like cutting certain people or uh, releasing or trading out and giving up assets. Like, I think A.J. Brown is going to be absolutely – fantastic for Hertz. I think the defense is super young, but also like not where they have kind of that veteran experience where veteran, uh, where veterans are needed. And got some guys still some good veterans, Slay, exactly. Cox, like, like it, it's just, yeah, I see the Eagles. Uh, I see the Eagles coming out of this division and the Cowboys. Yeah. Close behind, but I just, I don't believe in Mike McCarthy. It's hard for me. To I don't like McCarthy that much either. I just yeah. think that the, they have the roster. Like I think, I think with Micah Parsons another year, I think Diggs another year. I think that defense is really good, and they got a good rookie receiver coming in. Gallup will be back. They, I think they're three receivers deep, two good running backs. I know Zeke's past his prime, but Pollard's really good. I I believe in that team a lot. Yeah, I uh, I got like Philly kind of edging out Dallas because they added Bradbury, if I'm not mistaken, as well in the secondary. And I think he's a little um, kind of slept on gem in the secondary. Oh, definitely. Yeah, he, he had good seasons with the Giants. And I think he just adds more depth there. And I think A.J. Brown's a huge piece, along with a second-year Devontae Smith. Dallas mm-hmm. Goddard's one of the better tight ends. So I think they kind of piece it all together. Um Dallas, I just like, I think it's just coaching as well, but I think it's very similar to the North where I just think it's going to be a one game difference that wins this division. Like, I don't think it's going to be like, I definitely think it's top heavy with Philly and Dallas over Washington and New York, Definitely, (laughs) but I think it's going to be a dogfight between Dallas and Philly to Mm -hmm. get the top of the division for sure. Uh, What would you guys say is your X factor for this? Uh, division oh man i i think the x factor oof honestly just one unit as a whole is the defense for philly if that defense is real they could win some games by scoring almost no points you know and it doesn't matter how good your offense is a great defense will always pay play better than a great offense. We as long as that QB can take care of the ball, though. <laughs> yeah, like, I just think of, you know, every time I've ever wanted to say, you know, it doesn't matter how good 
the Broncos, the Seahawks were in the championships, better defense outmatched and outplayed any offense. So I think Philly can topple the Cowboys, but I think the Cowboys have such an easy route this year with such a shit division. And they, I'm pretty sure they have like one of the easier schedules as well. So that'll really benefit them to, uh, to hop. But yeah, no, the X factor is the Philly defense. I, I marked down X factors for like each team too. And the two of them on Philly I had were their two rookie, big rookies they got on D and uh, Jordan Davis and Kobe Dean. Yeah. If those guys are contributors year one, like, and can be, you know, I know it's different position that, or well, Davis than Parsons, but if they're even like, can do three quarters what Parsons did last year, even less. Like they, that defense could be scary, really scary. Mm-hmm. Like even if like he doesn't necessarily get the stats on paper, but if he can just make an, he can if he can just be a piece of shit to any uh, QB in the pocket, just with pass rushes, QB hits as well, just be a problem back there to disrupt any flow of making a pass or stopping a run or anything. Then yeah, Jordan Davis could be. A, a, that Philly defense could yeah. be serious. There's problem. very few guys that like can break the game from the middle of the D line. Like if he if he can do that, if he can just you know take double team stuff the run and make any pressure, like he get you get any pressure from the middle, your guys just fly off the edge. It's it's just huge. Most guys in the middle are just stuff and run, and then you know Donald does it. I think my boy Barmer is going to be doing that too. But that that's huge for any D. Yeah, I got I got Jalen Hurts. Because he can make the throws on the run or he can like run for first downs and stuff. But if he can, if he's missing on throws in the pocket and stuff like that, and if he can't consistently move the sticks downfield and keep the offense on the field, then he might make life a living hell for the Philly defense if they're out there all the time and Hertz can't like consistently stay on the field and make plays. So I think this is a huge hurt uh, year for Hertz, kind of similar to Tua, maybe not as crazy because Hertz has kind of proved it a bit more than Tua. But I think this is a big prove year for Hertz because you got good weapons to deal with. But if you can't make the throws, then Philly's going to be in trouble if they're not going to be able to keep up on the score sheet. So I got Hertz or the Dallas defense because they were really good last year and they're primed for regression. Maybe not Parsons, but Diggs did give up a lot of yards and he got a lot of deflected interceptions. So if Dallas can kind of keep that up from last year, then Dallas could win this division. But yeah, I'm not even a huge Diggs guy, but I think he's heard this all summer too. And yeah. I think I think he improves. I think he gets better. His picks go down for sure. Yeah. I think those yards will go down too. That's a, that's a very good point. That's a good point. So uh, one to four, how do you guys see this playing out? Hayden, I'll go to you. Perfect. <laughs> I got it going. Uh, Philly at a cool 11 and six. Uh, Dallas going 10 and seven. I got the commies going a nice six and 11. And then I got the Giants going a nice four and 12. Four and 13. Four and 13. My bad. I, fuck, it's, it's still not used to me in his mind right now. It's Even new. though I wrote down every other one totally yeah. at 17. Fuck's sake. I, I messed up one too. I went back and looked. I'm like, I had someone at three and 13. I was like, oh, whoops. <laughs> I got the Cowboys going 13 and four, owning the NFC, the whole conference. Eagles 11 and six. 
and then uh, Commanders and Giants, both four and thirteen. Yeah, I got I got New York five and twelve, um, Washington um, six and eleven, uh, Dallas ten and seven, Philly eleven six. So. So we, we have it the exact same order. No, just the flip flop on Dallas and Philly there, but yeah, pretty much the same again. Yeah. Uh, we'll head to the south. Hayden's division. Let's go. Who's your team? Hold on. He's his. Hold on, hold on. Or what you got? Ah. Oh, there you go. I'm glad or it's not the Bucks. Thomas. <laughs> Pro Bowl jersey. Big, big Thomas guy this year. I am. Oh, dude, I I'm I'm so excited just for he's this back. whole year. Hundred plus catches, it's coming. Oh, thank God! You're like the only, or you're like one of the only people that I know that actually can believe in a good Michael Thomas resurgence. Year. I think he still exists. He's just hurt, and it's not like he's been on the field to show us he's declined. Right. So, and everything until, out of camp is just he's dominant against everyone. Last I remember, he broke the catch record. So I. I haven't seen him play poorly. Yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Hayden, I'll start with you. Uh, looking at this division as a whole, yes. um, how do you kind of – what are your initial thoughts on just, like, how every team's kind of set up? Does Tom Brady fall off finally this year? Does Jameis Winston solidify himself as a someone that you don't think of for a 30-for-30 30 30 season? how many quarterbacks are going to play in the Carolina system and can Atlanta be the number one overall pick at the end of this year? <laughs> Cause I, I truly believe that Atlanta might be the worst team this year. They have not only a hard schedule, but like two, three big names on offense <laughs> And uh, unless you don't count Lyman in, in which Matthews could be, like, top 12 tackle. And then their defense is just Deion Jones wants out. Like, I, I just – I don't know. The South is – could be such a shit division or such a good division this year. Yeah, the Falcons look bad. They look really yeah. bad. Yeah, I got, I got absolutely zero confidence in the Falcons this year. But, uh, Skyle, how about you with the NFC South? Well, I I mean, I believe in these Saints guys a bit. I don't think Winston's a bad quarterback, but I don't think he's got any chance to be a top 10 quarterback, maybe in, like, passing yards, maybe in TDs, but he's not. I don't think he has proven he can take care of the ball yet. But I think the Saints will be knocking on the door of a playoff spot, probably just on the outside, and – what shocks me is that Brady, I don't know how Brady did this, but again, he's just already playing in the worst division in the league again, I think. Like, there's nobody, maybe not the worst overall, but I don't think there's a team that can contend with them, just like he had in New England for years. Like, they, he's just going to, you know, he could cruise into the playoffs, even with a 10-7 and seven record, probably. And it's just, it's just unfair. The guy never has any opponents in his division. See, you say that, Scott, but there is competition. New Orleans is competition. They were one team, maybe, and the, there's been good Jets teams, like you know, every once in a while there's a decent Dolphins team, but the there's no threat of the Panthers or the Falcons making the playoffs, like pretty much zero. 
The Panthers, I say, depends on whether or not McCaffrey stays healthy. And I'll, I'll jump right into it, but that's my X factor. If McCaffrey can stay healthy, how good can the Panthers actually be? Because Baker, Baker is a competent quarterback, and I feel like he's out for blood. And the, the Panthers' defense is good. It's not great, but it's good. They're young. They're they have lots of good young guys out there, yeah. Exactly. And, you know, I don't know about Brady. Like, Brady, every year, I'm never going to bet against him. But the fall-off has to happen one year. It happens with every aging quarterback. If he gets landed on one awkward way, you know, I don't want to say injury plagues his season, but, like, maybe he just starts throwing balls way more uh, – loosely and maybe Carolina actually does win a couple games maybe the Bucks, you know get cool at the wrong time but I, I feel like yeah if McCaffrey stays healthy throughout the season who knows with uh, a potential Brady happening you know it's always going to be a question but it's just how is it actually going to happen? And that Bucks that Bucks O line is a huge question mark right now too. So yeah, their rookie tackle does not seem like the person they drafted. Not like another Tristan Wirf situation. Yeah, they got and a rookie. Jensen isn't he injured? As he's well? out. They got a yeah. rookie at guard, left guard. Like their guard and center have thirty one career snaps combined. So yeah, that's just not good. <laughs> yeah, it is scary, but but also with I, Brady though, he's one to like. It's like what 0.7 seconds from snap to release like he's one to get the ball out quick and he, he's what got uh andrews or uh nate soldier paid by the giants and he goes to the giants to a quarterback who hangs the ball who hangs onto the ball for what half more second and he uh, he he's been shit mm-hmm. but like brady gets guards paid because he just gets the ball out quick so I think Brady is one that can afford to have a bad O-line or a question mark O-line in front of him because he's not one to like scramble or stay in the pocket for too long. He's one, he's disciplined with the ball. He knows him to pass it to an area where if my player ain't getting, no one's getting it, unless he's throwing it up to a Godwin or Evans downfield. He's been taking a lot more risks the past few years because he can kind of afford it with a good defense on the other end. But I think comes with the Bucks system and how they play offense with which. But um, I think a question mark at O line is can glide by with Brady at quarterback because of his decisions in passing. That's another thing too with Carolina and New Orleans. The strong part of both of those defenses. Maybe maybe the secondary for New Orleans, just with how like good they can possibly be. But their D-lines are so interchangeable, and they are so refreshed. Like They both keep, I think, uh, six edge rushers minimum, as well as like three or four interior guys. So it's just going to be, can they can they block them enough because there's always going to be fresh legs on the field. And, you know, I don't, I don't want to keep saying that like, you know, Brady's 0-4 against New Orleans in the regular season, but there's a method to the madness when the defense just locks up. And if pressure gets on Brady, it seems like he crumbles. So that's, that's just it. Like, can the defenses 
of New Orleans and Carolina really, really control him. I'm not going to bet on it, but it could happen. <laughs> it's a very strong possibility. Yeah, and I, I mean, I do see the Panthers being somewhat competitive. Like, I have them with a decent record, but that's also because I'm like, I'm a big Baker Mayfield guy. I don't, I know he's not that good. I just love him and I want to see him do well, but I'm ready to be proven wrong. Like I have like pretty much his entire career. I had that guy <laughs> becoming like a hall of famer with the Browns out of the draft. And I was not very right about that. <laughs> you could have been right. If the well, Browns he led into the playoffs. Did. They screwed him so right bad over there. Yeah. Yes, like, they definitely did. They definitely could have maybe made a good career out of Baker. But I can it. see why people hate him too. I get it. But the way the Browns treated his exit there is just absolute garbage. Like, oh, yeah. it's terrible. Plays through injury all year. They signed what we, we all know about Watson. And they're like, they screwed him so bad. He plays his heart out for them, looks like shit, completely tanks his value all around the league. And he, like, he gets nothing. They just kick him out. Yeah. Got him to the playoffs for the first time in a minute. Yeah. What did he throw? Almost uh, 30 touchdowns his rookie year. Something insane. Yeah, I think he had 27. I think that was a rookie record. Mm-hmm. Broke, broke Manning's record, too. Like, yeah. a lot of good QBs came in between him and then. Yeah, Baker definitely played his heart out for Cleveland. They just kind of, like, kicked him to the curb. And now they got Jacoby Brissett, so that's what they deserve. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I, I pray for their downfall. I was a huge Browns guy, too. I was I was cheering for them to, like, make some noise in the AFC and like actually go on some playoff runs, but then they just, the Browns brownsed, you know, where do you think they would be if Higgins got that touchdown against Kansas city? Do you think they'd still be in the same place? Or do you think like that extra playoff game could have been like, no, they'd they'd still be in the same. They're still the Browns as they've shown. They're going to Browns like Jevin just said. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. They, yeah. They find a different way to screw it up. Exactly. That's that's exactly it. But um, Hayden kind of mentioned his X factor for the division. Scott, who do you got as yours? Well, we talked to the Bucks O line, so I mean that was my first thought. But then I'll go with the with the Saints wide receiving corps. Like, sound they're basically completely brand new. Like, Thomas hasn't played with Winston. They got Jarvis Landry. They got the rookie uh, Ohio State Olave. Olave. I don't want to say his last name. Is it Olave? Olave, yeah. Yeah, so that's not old Dave. Yeah, I wasn't ever sure how to pronounce it. So, like, that's a perfect fit there, right? Like, you got Thomas who can run underneath and over top. Landry's a great slot guy. Then Olave can run deep, like, burner speed. I'll even add on to what you're saying, Scott. And it's like the receivers that were playing for New Orleans last year, like, they were four, fives, and sixes. You know, they're not people that are amazing. I say the best one was uh, Hardy. And that's only because of his breakaway speed. Like, that was the only reason he could ever get open. But now you got, like, three of the, like, top-tier route runners in each of their classes. And you got the person who had the best hands two years ago. Like, I definitely agree with your X Factor. If, if they can be what we think they are, at least us three, then, yeah, I, I totally agree. And you know Winston's going to take shots, too. Like, those score touchdowns. It's just – I mean, I guess another one, can he not throw picks? Yeah, I mean, that's... he was 14-3 and three for touchdown to interception ratio last year. And two of them came in a bad Carolina game in seven games. I trust him. I, I, 
I trust the shit out of him. Yeah, that's uh, that's my X factor is if he can keep up last year's momentum before getting hurt. I'd be okay having him as a QB if my team was built to win now. I'll still take Mac Jones over him because of how I think the future is going to go. But if the team was built built to win now, like if he was on, uh, if he was playing in Trey Lance's spot, like that team could go all the way. Yeah, I I could definitely see that too. All right, Hayden, how do you see it going on to four? Well, since I said I don't want to bet against Tampa Toms, uh, I'm still going to put Tampa in first, only by a game. I say Tampa's going to win it uh, 13 and four, uh, just because their defense and yeah, Tom Brady, the GOAT. Uh, New Orleans, I see them coming in at a hot 12 and five. Uh, I see Carolina. Nine and eight, and Atlanta two and thirteen or uh, fifteen. Uh, Atlanta. That's your worst team in the in the conference. Yeah, and the one of the games that Atlanta will win will be against New Orleans. I just I have a funny feeling because it happens same like Green Bay and Minnesota. No matter how good compared one team is to the other, that one team (laughs) will always find a way. Yeah. That'll be the, that'll be the Winston four pick game. That will probably <laughs> be the Winston four pick game. Yeah, and Atlanta so I, will get to like two special teams touchdowns or some yeah. bullshit. I got the Bucks winning it. I think they'll go twelve and five. Saints in second at nine and eight. Panthers going eight and nine, and Falcons four and thirteen. I got Tampa winning the NFC at thirteen and four. Uh, New Orleans ten and seven. Carolina. And Atlanta, same as Scott, eight and nine, and um, what do you say, three and fourteen, or four and thirteen? Yeah, yeah, four and thirteen. Yeah. So that's how I got playing out. Head out to West. Um, what was the best division in football has now kind of how the turntables. It's not so much that case anymore. You got one team capable of running it back, and then a question mark, and then two kind of. I don't even know what to say about them. But uh, Scott, I'll start with you looking at the NFC West. How do you kind of picture this division and with everything going on? Well, I think the Rams are still going to own the division. There's too much question mark for the Niners and cards. I don't think that, like, I think they're both good teams, but Matt Stafford is just way more reliable than both the QBs there, even though, you know, Murray has shown a lot of promise. He just hasn't been, he's been terrible in second half of the seasons. We don't know if Hollywood Brown could be a number one in the NFL. We don't know if Hopkins still will be when he's back. So yeah, the Rams will own that. They brought in Bobby Wagner too. That D might be even better. Like just they should still be in control say. there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like people think he's like getting old or something. You're still all pro last all year. Pro yeah. Last yeah. year. Yeah. <laughs> it's a joke. It's a fucking joke. Yeah, he's so good. I mean, middle middle of the field linebackers don't make as big of an impact as they once did, but players like him still do. Yeah, exactly. Hayden? Yeah, no, it's like exactly what Scott said. Like, Rams have a, a big threshold on this division. Uh, no one else is coming close to them. Um, the 49ers and the Arizona Cardinals are the biggest question marks, uh, some of them being confusion. Some of them being, what is your offensive identity? Because, like, no one can really tell. At least, 
at least someone who isn't as involved in the NFL. Uh, I, I can't really tell, but uh, yeah, Seattle, man, when you get so hyped about putting out a nice hype video for JJ Arcega Whiteside, it's how you know your team is down bad. <laughs> They're in trouble. Yeah, they are. Uh, they are in trouble. Yeah, Ky- Kyler Murray is like similar to like a Russell Wilson where they just start off hot and then they kind of tail off and like their MVP odds are like their favorites after week six, but then come around week 10, they're like fifth in like MVP odds to like win it. Cause they just like somehow just fall off. Like everyone just kind of figures them out. And so I saw someone saying that there was a, like a, there was a game they were for sure going to lose. So the new call of duty comes out in November and then, because <laughs> Murray's just not focused anymore. Maybe just gets too into the video game. Bet the under. Yeah. Bet it now. Yeah, exactly. But um, who's your uh, X factor, Scott, for this division? Well, I mean, quarterback game in San Francisco, whether it's Lance or Jimmy G, could be, you know, that team is deep enough that they could challenge the Rams if they get somehow get top 10 quarterback play from one of those guys, which I guess won't happen, but I, I was marking them down for like each team and that or the receiving game in Arizona, like the Rams are just, they just have it all. The only thing question mark there is like the running game. Can the acres or Henderson do it? They're both still kind of like hurt. I don't know. So yeah, there's just spots on those teams. Yeah. It's hard to find a weakness in LA's uh, team. And like the running back, if you're picking out the running back, that's really like yeah. reaching elbow deep, looking yeah, for a you weakness. Can get an, you can get a decent running back off the streets nowadays. Yeah, exactly. And like Hen, yeah, because Henderson and Acres is a really good one A one B. It's just a matter of their health. Yeah. And but if they're both healthy, then that's one of the better backfields in the league. And I just think they're both really consistent. So I think LA. I don't, the only thing maybe that could impact them is like a Super Bowl hangover. Is or if they the, may... people are talking about Stafford's shoulder too, and whether that's good or not. Yeah, and, the and Stafford Aaron, injury. Yeah. And if Aaron Donald's going to get any discipline for that situation at training camp, from what I've heard, game. anything that happens in practice has to be team disciplined. Yeah, so, and I don't yeah. think the Rams are going to really discipline their best player. <laughs> yeah, they might fine them, but they're not holding them out of a game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I I heard on Pardon My Take today, Jeff, where they were talking about that, and they're like. You know what, Aaron? We're fining you ten thousand dollars. No, okay, yeah, we agree. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, yeah, no, that's uh... like no, yeah, we were just saying that to say that we said it. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. The the Rams are fining Aaron Donald ten thousand dollars. Aaron Donald will not be paying that ten thousand (laughs) dollars. Totally unrelated, but it was like when uh, J.R. Smith was a free agent. Uh, in the NBA, and it was like J.R. Smith has agreed to a contract with the L.A. Lakers. The L.A. Lakers did not agree. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> the Rams agreed to a fine, but Aaron Donald said no. He was like, all right. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds good. Sounds good. But, Hayden, what about your uh, X Factor for this division? Uh, I think the X Factor for this division uh... – I'm not going to say anyone on the Rams because the Rams will be good. It's, it's their division. I think the X factor is, uh, it's going to be Trey Lance out of anyone. I'm not the biggest Lance believer. I think they have way more succession with going with Jimmy G. 
you know, you don't need like, with their system. You don't need someone to run like Kyler Murray does. You need a game manager like Garoppolo, maybe a better game manager like Garoppolo, like what Mac Jones could have been on the 49ers. Uh, so I think depending on how Trey Lance plays will really shape out the rest of the division. Like if he plays so poorly and for some reason they don't put Garoppolo in, Seattle could have a better record. You know, like their defense is super good, but like if Lance is super bad, then that defense could just be super tired. Yeah. I I think it's a, I think it's um, uh, sociable. In terms of X factor, I think the San Fran quarterback situation um, just solely depends on like what's circulating around that. Maybe Kyler Murray as well, um, just to see like how this whole contract fiasco um, impacts his play. Like I don't know if that's going to get into his head if he maybe has too much on his plate mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, <clears throat> I don't know if Arizona is going to try it like. I've, they're in one of the weirder situations where they're like, if everything works out well, then like they could be really competitive, but they're one injury or one bad game away from just like being completely irrelevant. Yep. So I think Kyler's play can impact that. Um. So I think that's a big X factor, but like Scott said as well, like Arizona's receiving room, um, I think could be a huge play as well. Mm-hmm. But no, definitely, especially with mean, getting that six game sussy. Yeah, Hollywood Brown and him played college together and they were insanely good. It's just Brown hasn't shown anything since being in the NFL. Maybe that's the system in, in Baltimore. Maybe he's not that good. We'll find out soon. Yeah. Brown might also be suspended this year, too, because of a, an incident that he had with speeding, right? Where he was going like 50 miles an hour over or something like that. Okay. Yeah, I don't remember it. Yeah, it was it, it just was kind of like there and then it happened. I don't expect any disciplinary actions, maybe like one or two games, but I don't know if he was under the influence or not. So it, it could be uh could be different. I think reading it was just like a um like a overly uh like um what do you call it? When you go way over the speed limit. Excessive, excessive speeding. I think it was just like an excessive speeding situation. I'll see exactly what it is, but oh, uh, I mean, it was criminal speeding. That might just be. I I think that might just different phrasing. I think that might just be excessive speeding. Uh, he was going 126 miles an hour in a 65 mile an hour zone. So I think it just means. (laughs) Yeah, I think it just means going. definitely excessive but maybe even more than yeah, excessive. i think they're speeding excessive speeding <laughs> and then i'm sure our terminology in arizona and british columbia are probably different too yeah but that's fast <laughs> that is really fast yeah <laughs> that's like that more is... than double that's like what like yeah i don't even know uh, but, i'll search up the conversion here <laughs> but scott i'll uh, i'll jump to you how do you see this division playing out one to four rams win it 12 and five I got both the Cards and Niners at nine and eight, and the Seahawks, the bottom of the entire NFC, at three and fourteen. Yeah, I got I got LA the same at twelve and five. 
Um, I got San Fran at nine and eight, Arizona eight and nine, and Seattle at five and twelve. Pretty much the same for me. I have Rams at thirteen four, and then Cardinals. Oh, not Cardinals. Um, 49ers at nine and eight, Cardinals at eight and nine, but then Seattle at three and fourteen. Also, I just searched up what 126 miles an hour to kilometers an hour is. It is 202 kilometers an hour. Pretty good. <laughs> Jesus. Oh my gosh. That's my basically that's basically from going from where I am right now, about 20 kilometers out of merit in an hour. <laughs> that's insane that's unbelievable that's crazy but um all right nfc playoff picture i'll start with how i think it's going to shape out um i think tampa is going to clinch the nfc at one with green bay second la third and philly fourth and then the first wild card is going to mini Second wild card's going to Dallas, and then the third wild card sneaking in is Hayden's New Orleans Saints. That's how I see the NFC playoff picture with the uh, 49ers just missing out. Sounds like a pretty good playoffs. I'm excited to watch it. <laughs> That's why I picked it, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Hayden, I'll go to you second. What do you got? Uh, I got the Rams. Coming out on top, uh, the number one seed. Uh, both them and Tampa are tied at 13 and four, but a uh, better conference record, I feel like, could play into position with this one. And then Minnesota and Philly are both tied at 11 and six, but I'm going to give it to um, Minnesota again for better conference record. And then Philadelphia will be the f- uh, four team. Then I have my New Orleans coming in at 12 and five. Uh, yeah. Being the first wild card. Where's uh, Tampa finishing? Second? Second. Okay. Because yeah. Ra- I said Rams first, Tampa. Yeah, I think you, that you jumped to Philly and... Uh... I definitely did. Yeah, yeah. I, I did not explain <laughs> Tampa being second. I just yeah. thought... There you go. If I, yeah. yeah, anyways. I got yeah, you. New Orleans being 12-5, and five, even though better records, but just kind of funny how, they, how it does yeah. that. Uh, and then I have Green Bay and the Cowgirls, both at 10-7. and seven. But I think Green Bay uh, tops the Cowboys. And I think looking at this would be a very interesting playoffs. <laughs> like, if, if that happened, then it would be Green Bay and Tampa playing in the first round. And then Minnesota and Dallas and New Orleans and Philly. That would be insane. Lots of <laughs> games that can go either way, in my opinion. Yeah, they definitely could. Playing. But yeah. that's yeah, that'd be interesting. Scott, how about you? Well, we already know I got the I got the Cowboys on top of the NFC. And then Rams, Bucks, Packers. It's hard to go away from any of those three QBs. Like whether they win the division or not, they're getting in. Mm-hmm. And then Philly in the first wild card, Vikings in the second. And I don't know what happens in the third one. I got a trio of teams between the Cards, Niners, and your Saints. So I want to lean towards the Niners, but it's really so dependent on can Lance do it or do they go to Jimmy in time? Yeah. That is that, the begging question. 
and like, like it's exact same it's exact same like thing that Mahomes had but I don't even remember what we thought of Mahomes before he came in and absolutely killed it. I definitely I, thought he was better than I think of Lance, but oh, I just I don't even remember what I thought then. But I think a lot of people expected him to be like middle of the pack. I didn't see 50 TDs kind of, coming for sure. Yeah, but. no fat chance in France. I was expecting 50 TDs from yeah, I really, really like that 50. defense. I like Kyle Shanahan. I'll, I'll give the third spot to them. That's fair. I think they can if I think Garoppolo's safe enough where he can come in and kind of like not resurrect, but like clean up the mistakes that would have been already made and there'd already be an improvement in the team. So I think that's a fair assumption for me. But uh, all right, we'll jump to stat leaders to finish off the first part of the NFL season preview. We're going to go to stat leaders. we got pass yards, pass touchdowns, rush yards, rush touchdowns, receiving yards the same, and sacks. Um, I put down my f- like my favorite pick and then a long shot. That was 25 to 1 and on. Um, I don't know if you guys did the same. I don't know if you guys want to whip I, I up. I did some long shots, but I, I didn't look at the odds first, so. That's totally fair. Uh, we'll start with pass yards. Um, Hayden, we'll start with you. Oh, you want to start with me? Why don't we start with you? Let All you right. go first. So my favorite to with most pass yards is Justin Herbert. I think missing the playoffs last year, I'm pretty sure he's the favorite for pass yards, and I'm going to play into that. Um, I just think he's like, I got to make even more noise. Last year, I think missing the playoffs really kind of like is going to hold a grudge to him. Um, But yeah, I think Herbert cleans it up. I don't think anyone's surprised with that. And then my long shot at 30 to one is Jameis Winston. Nice. He's only 30 to one. It's 30 to one. Plus 2,000, I think. Well, they got, like we said, man, they got three yeah. sick receivers there. He's going to exactly. put up. He always puts up yards, too. And and I think it's becoming more and more of a pattern that rookie receivers are never really rookie receivers, at least the top ones like Olave is. And I think that the type of receiver he is, I think he can make a lot of noise downfield. Um, Especially benefiting from not being the number one. Exactly. So I think Jameis is going to play into that, and I think he's going to throw it up a lot more. Unless your name's Nikhil Harry. <laughs> That's the biggest want one NFL fucking history. <laughs> but um, Hayden, I'm fucking chest pass it back to you, bud. Give All right, go. that sounds good. Uh, just because of how I think the NFC East could play out and just because of how much we know that Dak is just such a, like, he's an elite passer. Uh, I have Dak topping the passing yards because it's only a matter of time before, you know, he probably breaks 5,000. Yeah. And I have him very close to that. I don't have him at 5,000, but I could definitely see it being 5,000. Just, it just has to depend on, you know, if they're playing from behind so many times and they need him to just get an extra 100 yards in like the last (laughs) eight and a half minutes or something. He'd probably just run it who knows yeah probably uh hopefully not prayers up and then uh my long shot is trevor lawrence yeah stole my thunder there 
<laughs> he, uh, I'm pretty sure he's a bigger, bigger, um, underdog, uh, underdog. Sorry. Yes. Thank you. Uh, for doing that. It's just, they're really close. I think they're within three. Like I'm pretty sure he's plus like 32. Like I think he's 32 oh, okay. to one instead of 30 to one. They're Jameis and Lawrence are really close. Which is actually really surprising. I, I thought Jameis would be like <laughs> twenty to one. Yeah, I thought. 30. You know, just I think, with this history of throwing five thousand, but I just yeah, people obviously yeah, they just think oh yeah no, it's James fucking Winston. Yeah. But, Scott, yeah. How about you, buddy? We just do just yards. We didn't do TDs too. We're gonna yeah, we're gonna go through it all. We're gonna do okay. TDs as well. I got uh, I got Mahomes coming back on top. He's gonna win MVP again. Everyone's talking. I know Tyreek's gone, and that will be a blow, but they'll find different ways to get around it. Um, MVS can burn downfield, keep opening up the underneath. I think that team, just like I said about Trayvon Diggs, like they're hearing all the talk, and I think they're going to come in really motivated. I think after they won that first Super Bowl, they thought they were going to get back and keep going, and now they realize how hard it is. Kelsey's not getting any younger, and I think that I think that offense really goes. I like that. And then your long shot is Lawrence as well. Long shots, Lawrence. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of like uh, Aiden mentioned with like the Cowboys, like, they're going to play from behind in a lot of games. He's going to throw he'll have a number of 50 passing attempt games. He could put up a ton of yards. Yeah. Uh, I like that. Uh, rush yards. I got Dalvin cook. If he stays healthy. I think he's just susceptible to getting a ton of yards. And my long shot is Saquon. Nice. That was my underdog. <laughs> yeah. I just think they, they still don't have like an amazing all on, but it's vastly improved. And I think that could just help them. He just needs to stay healthy. Kind of like with cook health is everything with health is cook. Uh, health is key with running backs. That's, I think it's everything. Um, but I like those running backs. If they stay healthy, they can clip um, most rushing yards. Hayden, what about you? Well, I have the king back on his throne. Yeah. Uh, it's where he belongs. And yeah, like my underdog was Saquon, just because like this guy, he he seems like he's like he's ready to fucking play this year. And he's too much of a specimen to have another down year. He's way too much of a specimen, man. Yeah. Like this guy is just a freak athlete. Yeah. He's got everything yeah. you want to run him back. He just needs to kind of not be eaten up five yards back right away every single fucking people are talking animal. shit about him too he's ready to go yeah oh yeah still think the giants suck but saquon's <laughs> saquon's a typical like eight rush for 64 yards but one like a 50 plus rushing yeah no there's like with he's a like, 50 yard run <laughs> he's the most fit physically gifted running back in the league we'll just yeah. see if he can finally put it all together yeah i have henry leading it again too especially with them losing aj brown i don't I think Tannehill's any good. They're going to keep feeding them. Maybe not to the same extent, but I got I got Henry on top. And then my long shot is Penny. The Seahawks are going to suck really bad. They, they, they can't continue to throw the ball over and over again. They're going to need to have a run game that works. Yeah. Um, that Kenneth Walker's already injured. Penny might just go right from the start. Yeah, I like that. Uh, receiving yards. I got C.D. Lamb. Uh, with the most receiving yards and longest shot, I got AJ Brown. Yeah, was, I mean, those are solid picks. Like, that's Fitz weird. Fitzwater's pick of uh, Dak. 
yes. weird to say uh, longest longest one with uh I know he's a stud. Like, why is he ranked I so think, I think AJ Brown is 28 to 1. Um CD Lamb I like just because he's the lone he's like the most significant target. Gallup coming back from injury is still a little like we'll see how he is. Um but I think CD is like the guy Dak's going to feed. He stuck to him even with Amari. Um in the receiving core, so I think that he's just going to feed CD even more. So I think he's primed for a minimum top three receiving yard season, I think, but I still think he comes out on top. And AJ Brown, same thing. He's, I think he's just going to uh, get fed a lot from Hertz. That's fair. Aiden? <sighs> I have who we're probably all predicting Jettas. Or, who, who a lot of the media is predicting, I should yeah. say. Justin Jefferson, this guy, like, uh, not like he bit me in the ass last year for my prediction of what it was, but, like, he fucking kicked my ass. <laughs> He's like, you know what? Fuck everyone. I'm a fucking beast route runner, and I have breakaway speed, and he does. Yeah. Like, eh. Kirk finds him. Kirk gives him the shit. And he just runs with it. <laughs> and then my long shot, my absolute long shot, is uh, Drake London. We've seen okay. rookie, we've seen rookie wide receivers do good things, and this guy is just on a team set up for failure. So how many <laughs> balls is he going to get thrown his way? Probably a lot. May as well throw it up if you're going to be shit. Right? Exactly, and this guy is like, he's amazing at jump ball, and he's actually pretty fast so <laughs> I, like that. I, I see i see drake london uh kind of making a splash in the receiving yard games i like that yeah, I, I don't know if he can help produce pits but he i mean maybe like i see him maybe in the tight end i'd see him more as a long shot tight end just because he is a huge body guy mm-hmm. but i mean it totally could happen um i i agree with you though i got i have jefferson taking it like, I especially like this is all everyone's talking about is O'Connell's coming in. They're going to be so much more pass heavy, like apparently. But yeah, he's he's so good. He already has a good report with his QB. And then for a long shot, I had a lot, I have a long shot marked down here, but now I'm thinking that one more for TDs as well. Let's uh, let's go way off the board and go Alan Lazard. Him and him and Rogers come in and he doesn't take a step back from uh, fuck yeah, I love that. that pick. One. I love yeah. that. I love that pick. I mean, I don't expect it to happen, but if anyone's going to do that, it's going to be the back-to-back MVP and his new number one option. So, I mean, yeah. they played together for a while. Maybe they can do it. That's fair. Uh, past touchdowns. My one is Brady. And uh, my long shot is Tua. Oh, I didn't know. That's we were a thinking. good long shot. I didn't know we were taking absolutely fucking deep shots from full court here. <laughs> no weapons to do it. And but like if you look at Waddle and um Hill, a lot of their big plays came from yards after catch. And I think a lot of touchdowns can result in that. And they got Cedric Wilson as well, who can act as another decoy for Tua and Jay uh and Waddle. Um so that is fair. So that I like to, fair. I like to as a long, he's a long shot for a reason. Like, I don't think he's going to 
lead the league in pass touchdowns, but I think he had and Gesicki's a good uh target as well for apparently they don't even like want to use him. Gesicki. Yeah. yeah, he he might be on the trade block. But um I don't see why though. Like that everyone thinks that team can contend right. for a playoff spot. He's a good player. They're not they're not gonna find a better one. Keep him. I think yeah. the their backup options, like a lot of them, I can't remember what like 86, I can't remember his name, but I've heard a lot of people like him. Hmm. They just find him like more serviceable for less money. But it's like Gesicki is a fucking athletic demon at the tight end. Well, and you're trading him from a point of weakness, too. If everyone knows you want to get rid of him, you're not going to get anything for him anyway. Yeah, right? Like, what are you going to get mostly out of him? Like a third? And then you have maybe? all your eggs in one basket. That other guy goes down, you're screwed. Yeah. And I find, and I find tight ends like not on the same level, but pretty similar to running backs, where a lot of tight ends are kind of. They can come out of nowhere. So <laughs> I can understand maybe like it's not as valuable as a position. But I, like you say, Gasecki's an athletic freak. So why not keep him? But yeah, two is my long shot. Hayden, how about you? Well, Pass I touchdowns. probably have I probably have the favorite, uh a Josh Allen. This guy, like I've been a the biggest fan of his ever since he came into the league. I love his story. I love his fighting mentality of doing everything on his own, going to Wyoming and just being a fucking baller. And he comes into this league and the biggest fucking arm like I've seen on anyone. So I have him as my, uh, my favorite. And then my long shot is Kirk cousins. He, they like to throw around the goal line. They love to do that little Adam Thielen, fade adam thielen slant adam thielen dig like what however you want to phrase it and uh who knows they could get a little bit you know mix up more maybe a little bit of touch passes here and there around the goal line so yeah i like Kirk cousins everyone says they're gonna air it out exactly my thought process <laughs> um i'm sticking with Mahomes again like i said i think he's league mvp this year he's gonna do it with yards and tds and then I'll go uh, long shot with your boy, Winston. Like all those receivers over there. Goddamn. He'll, he'll do the 40 and 40 this year. <laughs> if he does 40 and 40, man, holy fuck. Is... After, after the eye surgery, too, that'd be impressive. That'd be keep impressive. taking shots. Yeah. Um, rushing touchdowns. Um, my pick is Jonathan Taylor. Um, and then my long shot is Aaron Jones. I don't know why everyone's hating on Jones. Is it just because Dylan's pretty good too? Is that the only thought there? I think so. Like um, he's dropped like fantasy rankings. He's way down. He's done nothing but produce. The receivers are worse. Like he should have a massive role. I think they both have a massive role. Yeah, he's yeah. thirty. He's thirty to one for rushing touchdowns, and he at least has like one or two like four touchdown games. Yeah, a year. And like, how much of that comes off the receiving end? Because no, is... uh, no, they're all they're all rushing. Like he's he has four rushing touchdown games at least once or twice a year. I have him on my dynasty team. I I, I watch it every week. No, I know that's, that's totally fair. I thought he at yeah. least had like a couple of receiving touchdowns within. The... He he does get receiving touchdowns, but a lot of those like multiple touchdown games are like rushing touchdowns, and sometimes he has like three total touchdown games, but. Fair yeah, enough. I was surprised Aaron Jones was as low as he was, but uh, Hayden, how about you for rushing touchdowns? Uh, like you, I have Jonathan Taylor. 
Like he's he's the three down back. Uh, they don't do anything spicy near the goal line. It's basically, all right, where's twenty eight? <laughs> yeah, give him the ball, do a stretch outside, and my underdog, huge underdog. Uh, hopefully he stays healthy the whole season, but this guy has definitely been up there. Raheem Moser. Okay. I got him in a fantasy draft earlier this week. I like that. I have him on my dynasty team. And after Sony Michelle being cut this week, it actually seems like they're going to keep uh, Mosters. He doesn't and stay healthy ever, though. I know. That's the big concern. But that's why he's my underdog, right? He, he has that upside of literally the first play from every game, either getting injured or rushing it 98 yards. So yeah, he's the fastest <laughs> back there is like he flies oh, yeah. and he's got the right coach. He's staying with the same guy that he's been successful exactly. with before. Mike McDaniel. Yeah. yeah. Smart. So my guy probably already is a long shot, but I'm going with uh, Lamar Jackson. I think uh nice, nice, healthy Lamar come in, maybe put up about 16. We'll see. He bulked up a bit, take a few hits on the goal line, getting across a few more times. Don't know what they else they got. We don't know what we got in Dobbins. Gus Edwards already hurt. So I'm going with Lamar. And then for the long shot, I'm going with Cam Akers. If he's better, they get down to the goal line a lot. They're going to score a lot of points that team. Could see double digits out of him too. Yeah. I like that. You got to be careful, though, Lamar Jackson front flipping into the end zone, hurting his tailbone or some <laughs> shit like that, like he did last year. <laughs> he's uh, he's playing on a contract year. He has yeah. to go off this year. He hasn't signed anything. He's going to need to fall out. Yeah. Yeah. Jeez, um, Cam Newton. I, sorry, I just wanted to see Cam Newton had 14 rushing touchdowns in 2011. So it's not actually absurd to say Lamar Jackson gets 16. Yeah. Cam Newton had a ton for the Pats, too. How many did he have there? Uh, 12. Yeah. See? Yeah. No, that's actually, that's actually, that's a, that's a washed up cam, too. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. I can only imagine what a bulked up, primed contract year Lamar will do. So it's going to be exciting. Uh, receiving touchdowns. Numero uno. I got Mike Evans. Um, and then coming out long shot 25 to one, Adam Thielen. Nice. I'm surprised that's a long shot, too. People are really hyping him up fantasy wise, so he's, he's always a touchdown machine. Yeah, yeah, no, he definitely produces all the fucking time, and that's that's a word for uh, why I have Kirk Cousins as my uh, underdog for touchdowns. Yeah, 100%. They kind of go uh, together there. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> all right, Hayden. Uh, for my touchdown leader uh, receiving, I have Mr. Stefan Diggs. I think, like, he's just so crisp, and it would go along well with my Josh Allen one. It's kind of like a stack right there. And then my underdog, I have a tie for who I think. I think Jalen Waddle and Mark Andrews could both tie because there's – no one else that Lamar would pass it to. We saw this last year. And it's not like they gained another receiver, more or less probably lost a surefire receiver. So who else are they going to throw it to? Andrews could lead in the catches too. Oh, yeah. He definitely yeah. could. Bateman might be all right there, but he's not going to even come close to rivaling Andrews for the number one passing 
option. No. Yeah, not at hundred percent. Uh, sacks to finish it off. Hold on, hold on. I got. Oh, yeah. oh shit! Excuse. That's my bad. That's my. Bad. Um, I'm stick. I'm stacking it too. I'm going with. Uh, I'm going with Kelsey with Mahomes, and then my long shot is going to be Sutton. Ooh, big body. Yeah. I really like that one. Yeah, Russ likes to throw to the big guy. And, you know, Jerry Judy is a great route runner, but he doesn't have the physicality to win on the goal line. Not like so. Sutton, yeah. I like that a lot. I got Sutton pick. Uh, Sacks. Um, number one, I got uh, Chandler Jones. Where did um, he end up again? He's on the Raiders. On the Raiders. Right. Oh, same, line, same line with Mad Max. I think it will take some attention off both of them, and I think they can both benefit. But I think Chandler Jones and then long shot is Judon. Hey, me too. <laughs> Just need to get a full season out of him. He was so good for like yeah. 11 games last what year. What did he have, like nine and a half sacks last year? He fell off year? in the second half. I think he yeah. only like one in the last six games or something. Yeah. So, nice. I like that. Hayden? Uh, my favorite, Nick Bosa. He's in nice. a very bad division. He has... Uh, like even going up against the Rams tackles, like they could be very suspect. Uh, nobody, nobody really matches up with that guy. No, no one really does. And you know the the Seahawks. And eh. the only one that he might not really sack is you know Murray, just because like he's so goddamn elusive. But no, I could see Nick Bosa having an absolutely huge year. And to kind of follow up by taking one of your boys, Jeff, I'm gonna take uh, Marcus Davenport. Fifth-year guy, uh, had a great season last year, I think, as well, getting, like, nine and a half sacks. Um, if he if he just keeps putting up numbers, he keeps rising every year. And he is, like, like he's an athletic freak. He's just monstrous and strong as shit without now a pinky. So, <laughs> or at least half of one. Damn. <laughs> All right, I got uh, Miles Garrett leading it. They got Clowney back there. Same thought process. They got two guys on the edge that are pretty solid. Um, you know, he's, there's five, probably a good five guys in the league that could really win it. Both, like, he's one of those guys. He's just a physical freak. So, my long shot, Judon, like I said before, I just looked it up too. He had 12 and a half last year, but I know he barely had any in the last half of the season. So, yeah. Hopefully he can go for the full 17. Maybe he was hurt. Maybe they just started doubling him. And that might be a reason he sucks now. Maybe they just double him the whole time and he can't get out of it. But yeah, rooting with my heart for that one. That Miles Garrett, uh, he usually wears that undershirt, like the half sleeves. And did you see the one game that he didn't wear? They uh, randomly drug tested him after the game. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he's He's like him and Aaron Donald. It's just insane. They don't have – they're like 4% body fat and they're like – 260 pound men it doesn't make sense yeah and miles garrett too like he can like windmill dunk and shit too like yeah. he's he's it's what are he's they supposed f- to be at least kind of fat to play that position but yeah, what are they feeding those guys man it's fucked no they're it, it is i wouldn't couldn't imagine like standing next to him or like working out next to him in gym yeah i'll be like <laughs> i'll be... just i'll just watch I'll just, like, <laughs> i'm not even gonna try I'll, I'll just adore you right now. You're fucking insane. Yeah, for real. 
Well, boys, that was a that was a fucking unreal time. That was the NFC preview and awards, uh, not awards picks, stat leaders, uh, predictions. Next week, we're gonna come at you with the AFC preview, uh, our Super Bowl picks, and our um, awards predictions. Uh, Scott, man, I appreciate you taking time out of the evening to do this. Uh, where can the people find you? On social media or whatever you're working on. Just Twitter, really, at underscore Scott Ani. Or if you want to read anything I write, uh, Blue Jays Nation, the Leafs Nation. So, yeah, read some hockey stuff, some Toronto sports if you're interested. Hayden? You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Hayden underscore Barton. It's where it usually is nowadays. And you guys can catch me on Twitter at Jevin Lefave, on Instagram at Jevin.Lefave. Find everything for the show on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at LeftSideHeavy underscore. Subscribe to the YouTube channel and uh, rate and review anywhere you get your podcast. Really helps grow the show. Scott, once again, thanks for coming on for part one. And oh, that's good, man. We will see you next week for part two as well. Um, you'll be hopping on for the AFC preview as well. But listeners, thank you for listening. Thank you for supporting. And we'll see you guys next week with the AFC preview. Peace.